From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Emily Arnson. This is your news for Wednesday, May 3rd. The Bureau of Land Management recently withdrew its approval of a lithium mine near the entrance to Canyonlands National Park and Dead Horse Point State Park. The BLM reversed its decision following an appeal made by the Southern Utah Wilderness Alliance over concerns that the area might not have enough water to support this kind of extraction. Landon Newell is an attorney with SUA. The agency has an obligation to look at the bigger picture. They can't just put the blinders on and look at one project in in a vacuum. How much water is this project going to consume on its own? Mm-hmm. But also, how much water will this project consume when viewed together with other projects in this vicinity? The BLM plans to reevaluate the proposal, but only after assessing the impacts to the area's water supply. It takes a lot of water to, to do any sort of mineral extraction, and lithium is no, no exception to that. And so now, on remand, the agency will need to not only analyze and disclose the water quantity used for lithium mining, as well as water used from other proposed ongoing or past activities in this in this same arid region. A1 Lithium is the company behind the original proposal. In the past few years, the company has staked over a thousand lithium claims in southeastern Utah, but they haven't started construction on any of their proposals. It's, it's a huge problem on our public lands very commonly referred to as lease speculation. What operators tend to seem to do is they, you know, kind of puff themselves up and they mm-hmm. put on put up these websites that claim, you know, look how much acreage we have under lease, look how many mining claims we staked, you know, this is the world class resource, et cetera, et cetera. All the while just trying to like sort of sell their sell themselves to a bigger investor. Newell says lease speculation is a huge problem, even though many of these companies never actually do any mining. Why groups like SUA and others fight leasing so much is that it opens the door to development. When you sell a lease to one of these operators, you're selling a legal right to -hmm. the public land to develop. Mm -hmm. And that lease and that threat of development is hangs over that uh, that area of public land for years. And because of that threat, whether it's a real threat or not, you know, it's mm-hmm. sitting there hovering above this area of land, it makes land management agencies in Congress and others, other decision makers, hesitant, or in many instances, you know, outright hostile to managing those areas for land protections. Newell says lease speculation is easy and really common because of outdated laws for staking claims. All it takes still in the 21st century to stake a mining claim is for someone to go out onto the land and erect four monuments. You know, they call them corner posts or whatever, and you could put four sticks in the ground and then nail some sort of stick in the middle of those four that says, you know, this mining claim is called the whatever and was staked and then you go pay a nominal fee with the county and you pay a nominal fee with the BLM and all of a sudden you have a mining claim. Representatives from the BLM did not respond for comment. More information about the future of the mine proposal can be found in today's show notes. 
the Colorado River is starting to fill up with snowmelt. Runoff season won't reach its peak until June, but as KUNC's Alex Hager reports, heavy snow in the mountains makes for a promising start. In western Colorado, where two-thirds of the river begins, snowpack is above average, with some areas still buried by twice the normal amount of snow. The same goes for many parts of Wyoming. A record-breaking winter in Utah means snow totals are well above average for this time of year, with some areas showing two, three, or even ten times as much snow as usual. Sites that measure snow in New Mexico and Arizona are also above average. This wet winter means a strong but temporary boost for the nation's largest reservoirs. But the region's water shortage is so severe, it would take half a decade of winters like this one to turn around the Colorado River crisis. That was Alex Hager of KUNC. Out-of-staters flooded Teton County in Wyoming early Monday morning for one last chance to collect elk antlers that were shed this winter. It's the last year that non-Wyoming residents are allowed to collect on the early start date, and many weren't happy about the new law. KHOL's Hannah Mersbach has more. Hundreds of cars line the road through the National Elk Refuge right outside Jackson, and most plates were from out of state. Hunter Rackham came from across the border in Idaho to find antlers for a collection. Adrenaline's always really high. You never know if you're going to get up there and find anything or if you're going to find the whole lot of it. Rackham's group found about 50 antlers, a good showing, considering come next year, a new Wyoming law will bar non-residents like Rackham from attending the May 1st start date. I think we're all kind of against it. I think it brings the community of um, conservationists together and I just think it's a really cool opportunity to get out here and see what Wyoming's all about. Some locals, however, were supportive of the new law, saying it'll limit competition for the antlers. Shed season in other parts of the state were delayed because of the extreme winter. Hannah Mersbach of KHOL. And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, May 3rd. Get your community-powered journalism weekdays on the airwaves at noon and 6 p.m. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.